Yo, what's happening, everybody? Joel here. It is the 1st of February, 2021. Talking about Clear Lake today. We got Austin Barker on. Uh, the bite is going off up there. Uh, so we get into that, talk a little bit about the tournament. The new gen that was up there a couple weeks ago, just really heavy sacks. Um, Austin did pretty well. Um, but like I said, it was just, it, it's insane uh, the kind of bags people are putting together up there. So, um, yeah, really enjoyed this one. Hope you do too. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. We'll get into it. Austin, what's going on, man? What's going on, Joel? How are you? All right, dude. How you doing? Not too bad. Staying, stay trying to stay warm. Trying to stay warm. Is it pretty cold up there? Uh, it's been raining this whole last week, so um, yeah. it's kind of been a drag. But uh, the last couple of days has been kind of nice. And it looks like the weather's going to clear up this week, so probably step up to Clear Lake and then uh, yeah, see what we can and can't do. Right on. Yeah, no, we got the we got the rain, and the cold, and then today was just like well, I was down in the central coast near Monterey, and it was it was hot. <laughs> I came out of the out of the work trailer, and I was like, wow, it's warm out here. So it's crazy, man. This stuff like it seems like it it just swings from day to day. You can't really, there's no real pattern to anything. So yeah, I finally had our first winter storm. So that we needed it, you know, the water's been low. So this, this should help a little bit at least. But it looks like the week's going to clear up. And I know just from what I've seen online, the, you know, on, on the gram and, and other social media, people posting a lot of big fish coming out of clear Lake and yeah. Tell us about what's going on up there, man. It's that time of year. Yeah. The big ones are definitely chewing. You know, I have, uh, my Instagram, it's, it's been almost depressing for me to look at because I haven't been able to get up in the past few days, but these guys are just slamming them. You know, you're seeing multiple bags over 20 pounds, and I've seen even, some guys getting close to 40 pounds, which, you know, where do you see that? You know, Clear Lake is just yeah. absolutely showing out right now. Um, yeah, a ton of big fish to be caught, and it's it's just going to get better, and we're going to be pushing the spring. We had a real good spawn this year, and I, I think that it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, if it, yeah, if it, if anything, like the last week and what I've seen, and, and you fished that new gen tournament, that was a couple weeks ago now, but uh, what, it was 34 won that? 33, 34? Yeah, 33 pounds won it, you know, and that's, that's it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, the, the hammers came to play on that day, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know Brad, the guy who won that? Um, I don't know him personally. I, I think, I mean, I'm sure we've crossed paths a couple of times and yeah. we follow each other on social media, but, uh, the dude's an absolute hammer and he's fishing, he's fishing with Mark Crusher, which he, uh, he's a well-known, you know, he's a, he's a, a magician out there at Clear Lake. So, uh, he deserved the win and they did great. They, they capitalized. Those guys have been on fish for the last couple of weeks and they came out and put it to us. So good for them. You know, they, uh, a 33 pound bag is pretty exciting you know, and they didn't, and there was an 11-pound big fish in second, so it was just, like, wild. You know, multiple I, fish over seven pounds. Yeah, I saw that, and, I and yeah, it's, it's hard to believe. Like you said, only in only at Clear Lake do you, you fish a tournament, you get a 33-pound bag, and you didn't even catch big fish, and big fish was 11. Like, that's crazy. Those numbers are mind-boggling. Yeah, I had one just under eight, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm going to definitely weigh this one in and I'm hopefully get, you know, top three, top four big fish. You know, knowing clearly like, there's always somebody that's going to get a, a crazy bag. But um, when I seen a guy coming with, a, with an 11, I knew that that day was going to produce some insane numbers. How many fish, uh, how many fish over eight were there? How many fish were bigger than yours, than your big? 
I think there was like four or five fish bigger than mine, and mine was seven ninety four. So <laughs> there was a uh, yeah. So I, I know there was a few eights. I think there was one nine and an eleven. So it was just insane, dude. I didn't even think I had the weight that I had. I I thought I only had like nineteen pounds, but uh, we ended up weighing twenty one forty five or forty four or something like that. So. To put it in perspective for people who don't fish up there a lot, especially during this time, like what's your, when you're going out there before, you know, all this went down, the craziness, what were you thinking was going to be the winning bag? Going into the tournament, I thought that if you had, you know, 23 to 25 pounds, you'd probably win the tournament, you know, and and that's, and still, I mean, 25 pound bag is, that's a sack, you know, and so when I, when I weighed in, you know, like I said, again, I, I thought I only had, you know, maybe 19 pounds, so. When I weighed in 21, I was like, oh, we, we might be in it. We might get, you know, at least, you know, top five. But, yeah, no, there was just – the guys were just bringing in. They just kept coming. I was uh, the check-in boat, so I go out last and come in first. So I have about an hour less than everybody else, which, um, I mean, New Gen takes – you know, they uh, – I help them out. They help me out. And so um, I, uh, I I came in first and weighed in, and, you know, I was like, all right, that's respectable. I, I fished with uh, – this girl I know down from San Diego, so I didn't fish with, you know, my normal team partner. So, you know, we, uh, we went out, caught some fish and, and I was pretty satisfied with what we had, but then I started seeing the bags come in. I'm like, Oh yeah. You just start seeing your, uh, your, your number go lower and lower in the totem pole. That's crazy. So you, you, <laughs> I mean, it's just hard to, to fathom that man, like 21 pounds. And then you just slowly watch yourself move from uh, obviously what was first place, right? Cause you're the first one to weigh. Um, yeah, with a, with I was a, the first, yeah, yeah, first one away with a good bag, and then you ended up fifteenth, which is still really respectable, man. With a lot of of heavy sticks out there. Yeah, I think there's seventy eight boats, and I mean we're fishing against some of the best, you know, in California for sure. So, oh yeah, I was happy with where we ended up. You know, we we made a little money, and we had a we had a fun time, and and uh, I got to see some big fish weighed in, and and like I said, it's it's just a fun tournament for me. It's it's not like a big pro am or anything like that. No, absolutely, man. That's cool. And I was I was watching it pretty closely just because I I do follow a lot of the guys up there, especially uh, Brad. Like I I follow him, and I was watching him about a week before the tournament, and he was just he was posting some some serious photos of some big fish. So yeah, congrats yeah. to that. Congrats to that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, like I said, shout out to Brad and Mark. I mean, they killed it. They came out and they uh, they executed, and, and they got they they got the win, and they deserved it. So. That was super cool to watch, you know, especially you see some local hammers come down and, and really put put the work in. So, but yeah, you've seen them, you know, like I said, for the whole week prior, you're seeing them post, you know, 22, 25, yeah. whatever pound bags. So yeah. You knew you knew they were coming. So we, I'll get that. You, know, you just go out and fish your, fish your tournament. Don't worry about that type of stuff. And if it's your day, it's your day. And, and it, it happened to be theirs. And it was theirs. Yeah, they they definitely. Left. It was their day. They they left some. They left some there. I mean, they they definitely posted a lot of pictures and a lot of big fish. And but uh, they played it yeah. right. And obviously, they left a, a few uh, a few big ones there. And man, that's super cool. But yeah, so and it just tells you how many big fish are in that lake. You know, I mean, think about how many fish were weighed in and how many. There's 25 bags over 20 pounds. And I mean, it's not like every. It wasn't like it was just one spot. Like. I I had some people around me, but it wasn't like super crowded, so th- there was just fish going everywhere, you know. And it was just that's insane, and so it's just getting better. I've just been watching this whole week; everybody's crashing them. It really is, and and you know, someone who doesn't have um, hardly any Clear Lake experience, um, like I said, I was up there for 
for a weekend and I spent three days and, and fished it and it was, it was a blast, beautiful place and an awesome place to fish. I had a lot of fun, but I, you know, I always think, I guess from all the videos I've watched and things that like, there's these specific spots where you catch those big ones. Right. And yeah, it's a big lake. Right. And there, and I always thought to myself, there's gotta be like, they're gotta be all through there, but you just got to figure out a way to catch them, whether it be deeper, you know, North or, or into the, into the shallower stuff. Um, and bef- without getting yeah. too much into it, like, how, I mean, how do you go about finding these giant fish, you know, in a big lake like that, especially during a tournament where you kind of got to work around other people, where do you go to find these big ones? And what are you kind of thinking? What's going through your mind when you're, tr- when you're gearing up to go catch these big fish? You know, a lot of it, uh, I think we kind of spoke on, on the last one too, but a lot of it's history based, you know, like where I've caught them in the years prior. But then, like, if I go to a spot and I catch, you know, and I start catching, like, a, a good quality fish, then I just try to think about, like, okay, what other spots in the lake um, set up like this one does, you know? So if it's, like, a rocky point in X amount, uh, you know, X feet of water, what other spots have a rocky point with that type of water on it? Or, you know, why are they holding that? So for me, I was catching all my fish in, like, you know, the I think the shallowest I caught them that, that week was, like, probably 12 15 foot all the way out to like 35 so i mean that's a big range in that lake you know and that's Absolutely. deep for clear like anybody that fishes yeah anybody that fishes clear lake i mean you know anything over 10 foot is you're there you know the clear lake locals would tell you like that's fishing deep but i always fish the south end of the lake and it's been it hasn't been good in the past you know and i would say in the last two months it really hadn't kicked on for me and uh, that's where i usually do my damage and then like a week probably a week and a half prior, two weeks prior, I started getting bit down there and I wasn't getting a lot of fish, but I was getting good quality. And then I just started running history. And then the pattern, like, like I was saying in the last, uh, in, the, in our last podcast was, you know, the, the, uh, you're, you have to like let the pattern create, you know, it's, if it happened before there's a reason and it, it, it'll happen again, you just have to kind of give it time. And, and it did like, I, I had a bite, I had the same exact bite in January going last year. And I checked it like early January and I wasn't getting them, but like maybe five days before the tournament, I went out and did the same thing and I started catching them. And I had uh, a week prior to the tournament, I had an eight, uh, eight, 12. And then that's where I started, you know, I started the tournament in that spot. And then uh, first thing in the morning, we lost one about five at the net. Um, so that kind of would have helped us. We probably would have ended up with, you know, 23, 24 pounds, but uh, and then boats started coming in. I had three, four, four boats around me and they're all people I know. So I, I knew I was in, around some good fish. And then, uh, yeah, I just, I just bounced like three, four spots all day. I'd go to a spot for an hour or two hours and then move to the next spot and just kind of just, you know, ran the clock down. And then, uh, thankfully I pulled up to my second spot first cast and I caught that big one. And that like really kicked me back into gear. Cause I was like, kind of had it, my stomach in knots over losing the fish in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, but, um, and, and there, there's some bites going. And it's funny you say like, like last year, you know, at this time in January or whatever it was, then you go back out there and it's the same bite, but man, the weather's been so different, right? I mean, it's yeah. been a lot warmer. So are, are people just catching a, a, is it, does it go like every other, I mean, clearly it's like this mystical place, but I gotta, I gotta imagine that it, when it's warmer, you, you can catch them up a little more shallow. Right. Yeah, you can catch fish shallow in that lake year round, three hundred and sixty-five days. Like you know, the guys do it all the time. But not the but bi- not just, the bigs. I, 
no, people catch big fish up shallow all the time too. Um, just me and my, my strengths are deeper because I just, I have more confidence knowing that, you know, I'm, instead of being three feet above the fish, I'm 40 feet above the fish. So, you know, the, the trolling motor sounds and, and I listen to music when I fish too, you know, that stuff, like none of that's going to really hurt them. And there's less pressure on them. They're not getting, you know, and, and I think that they school up a little better when it's deep like that. And so it's just, I think, it, I don't know, I, I have more confidence in offshore stuff. And that's the stuff that I was fishing, you know, the week prior and the tournament. And you know, we're throwing, uh, bla- I was throwing Blade Runner underspins and then some big swim baits. So the under like they guys are catch them on the A rig, but they're eating the underspin just as well. So I rather, you know, if I'm going to lose baits, because I'm literally running it on the bottom, I'm burying that thing in the rocks. So I rather lose, you know, five, six underspins a day than five, six A rigs, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. little bit cheaper. So, are you throwing? Are you throwing like and, b- bigger underspins? I mean, are these pretty big underspins we're talking about. I don't want to get like too in depth, but no, yeah, no, you're good. Um, I was throwing. I, I had four underspins on the deck, and I had uh, three eighths all the way up to three quarter ounce, and I was going three point three Kitech all the way to a five point five point eight Kitech, and I all my big all my fish pretty much came on my. 3.3 and the 4.8 Kitex, so the smaller ones, mm-hmm. and the lightweight. And I was just, like, you know, barely just coming over the rocks. And I'm, I was fishing it like a HUD, you know, like as slow as I possibly could fish it. That's And, yeah, uh, and that's, that was a – yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. I'm, I'm just – I'm thinking to myself. Go ahead. No, I, I, a lot of guys were on that same bite. They are throwing the A-rigs and the underspins, but, you know, and then you, you hear about – you know, Brad and, and Mark, and they were cr- catching them on a, a crankbait. And I had that same crankbait tied on the deck. So the same thing, you know, last year, January, I was smashing them on this crankbait, and uh, I just didn't throw it because all my confidence was in that underspin. I was catching big fish on the underspin. So I just kept with that. And then um, I was catching them on some big swim baits too, but I, I just, uh, I wasn't catching enough fish where I was going to throw it all day, you know? So I was, I, that's why I went with the underspin, and and then I had the, the the girl behind me. I had her throwing the same thing. You know, thankfully she could throw a casting uh, casting reel. So I had her just doing the same thing I was doing. She didn't get bit as much as I did, um, but I mean it was it, it's good to have somebody in the boat anyway. I, you can bounce stuff off them, have you know, be a little social. It kind of keeps me calm at least. Yeah, and it's it's funny you bring up listening to music because this is something, and I completely forgot about it at one point. Some night when I had a couple of beers, I was like, man, I wonder if anybody else like listens to music, right? Because like I bring my, oh, yeah. I have my little bows and like when I'm out with my son or whatever, like I'll just put on some music because I like to listen to music. Um, but I always wonder yeah. like, is that like a no-no? Like, because I've never seen anybody listen to music on a bass boat. And of course it's like, yeah, I get annoyed when I'm, I'm out on the lake and then there's wakeboarders and they're just like blasting. If it's good music, I'm stoked. But then when they play some some stuff I don't like, then I'm just like, oh, dude, get out of here. You're ruining my vibe. Yeah. But so you li- actually listen to music <laughs> on, on, do you, do you have like a speaker? Do you have like a system in there? Like, I yeah. Know. Yeah. So I have like a regular, like a Sony speaker or whatever, but even like, like some, uh, a guy that I fish with, uh, James, he, he has like a full like stereo in his bass boat and me and him are con- like, even we're blasting off. People give us all like the stink eye. Cause we're just, you know, going crazy with the music. And, I listen to music all day. There's not a time in my boat where I'm fishing and there's not music playing. Like all day, every day that I fish, there's music playing. And I've heard, I've had guys come on the boat and be like, you know that that scares the fish. And I don't know, man. <laughs> I still catch fish. So I I I I, I, I beg you to differ. Maybe they're down there dancing on the bait or something. No, I don't dude. Know what the deal is, it's it's the it's the it's the bark it's the it's the bark hydrowave. 
You don't even need yeah, one. Right, you don't need to put know. anything on your on your on your trolling motor or uh, have a little module. You just uh, let yeah. that let that that bass reverberate reverberate down to the bass. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what, I mean. I and my playlist is just out of this world too. I go from like the most redneck country to the ghettoest rap to old school rock to techno. Dude. People come on my boat and they're like, "What is up with this dude?" You know, I was like, "Hey, you know, I just I have I have a bunch of different moods, but one hundred percent." all the time if my speaker's not dead because i just forgot to plug in or something and if it is i usually like put my phone up on my front graph i'll just lay it on top of it and have my mapping on my phone because it's like sitting over my mapping and i just have music playing on that you know just like always have music playing it just keeps me going dude uh, well that's it for me like if if you if you if you do it then it's okay for me to do it i'm I'm doing it dude i mean i i I honestly like all the time i'm thinking like man it'd just be nice to have some music especially on really rough days you know it's like it keeps that it keeps the morale up a little bit you know um yeah yeah and like you know 90 percent of the time if i yeah if i'm not guiding then i'm fishing alone you know so it's like i couldn't imagine just being out there alone with no music i was just like i don't even sound fun to me (laughs) <laughs> and some days like i'm looking at this i like look at the sunrise sometimes and i like turn the music down and i like all right enjoy it you know or sunset either way but like if i'm fishing especially like reaction fishing oh yeah like troll motor on 10 speaker on 100 we're getting it that is so dope i love <laughs> that man that's so cool all right well yeah, i, I can uh, i can make sure that uh if anybody asks me and i'm loving music i'll be like i'm not the only one shut up yeah, I mean, it's all superstition stuff anyway. But anyways, guys, like I said, if you know who I am, you see the fish I catch, whatever, just know there's music playing in the background when you catch them. <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> well, all right, so we talked a little bit. So, so I mean, you've got some openings. Do you still have those openings coming up real quick? So yeah, so I have. I do have openings. Uh, I, I mean, I'm pretty much open all, you know, pretty much all, all the way through February. Um, it's been kind of slow for me, honestly, but um i had some some good there's some good weather coming through this week and i and like i said the the fish are absolutely chewing so i'm open uh wednesday and thursday this week and then i'm flying out of town for super bowl on friday but um and i come back on monday and then i'm open all next week i think i have a couple trips mid-february but yeah i'm pretty much open schedule and like i said the fish this is the time i mean when do you see you know bags over 25 pounds getting posted every single day you know and it's like fun it's like a fun bite too it's not like you're going out there and letting the stink of you know just sit you're cranking you're throwing a rigs and swim baits and they're just they're getting ready you know it's 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 a blast it sounds amazing and and like i've said on other uh podcasts with other guys I've, i've got a couple trips lined up with some other guides like my my goal this year is like for the guys that come on i mean when they can uh my goal is to go out. I want to fish with all of them this year. So um, we do have to yeah. set that up. I would love for it to be like right now. <laughs> I just got to, I got to figure that out. Can we but, go tomorrow? <laughs> I, dude, I, I wish. I'm um, kidding. Trust me. I'm, I'm kidding. Next week, I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can do. I've, I've got a couple tournaments coming up and um, some stuff with work. Like I talked to you about earlier, but um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try do what i can to get up there because man this is it this is this this is the time though like right now right i mean when does when does this like i mean this happens i mean everybody who who knows even a little bit about clear lake knows this is the time to go up there and if you can get out there with somebody who kind of knows what they're doing you you can have a chance to get your pb pretty easily you know um 
yeah, especially like, if you're like new. I, said, I mean, there yeah. is, yeah, there, there's just giant fish being caught by everybody right now. So it's just like, if you have a little bit of knowledge behind, you can really do some damage. Yeah, man. That's and so, man. That, and it's just it just blows my mind still to think about those tournament bags and everything. And um, the last thing I yeah, wanted to talk crazy. to you about today, and not to keep you on too long. I know we had some technical difficulties, but. Um, Let's talk about a little bit of like your gear. Like, what are you using when you're throwing? I mean, everyone knows like what you would throw if you're throwing an underspin or, or whatever else. But if you're out there throwing those big yeah. baits, what what is some things you look for in your gear and things you have to have in order to throw those baits and do it correctly and have the best chance possible to catch those fish on those big swim baits? Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of just break down all of that. Like the the bigger stuff, like I'm, I'm all my rods are Dobbins and G Loomis, um, but my swim bait rods, I throw uh, a Dobbins eight sixty seven and an eight oh six long handle and a seven ninety five. And so obviously the eight sixty seven, you know, I'm throwing my biggest stuff. I throw like my eight inch, uh, you know, huds and like some of the bait smiths and stuff like that on that. And then uh, the depth 250 and big glides. And then um, I, I do like to throw the head on the 806 too. It's a little shorter, and the, but I, I have the long handle, so it, like I can tuck it way like behind my ribs, so I can really like give them a full body hook set, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, the 795 is like I use for um, I, I throw a lot of my A rigs and stuff on the 795 too, but I throw like the S waiver 200. And uh, some of like the you know the smaller glides that aren't so heavy on on that rod too. Actually, uh, my line got wrapped up in my trolling motor when I was fishing one time, and it ripped the rod into the water and cut the tip off. So I did some MacGyver stuff and you know burnt the tip off. So it's actually like a seven seventy five now. So it's a little <laughs> stiffer than it used to be, but it still works. But it works. Yeah, it works. And then uh, I throw all Dobbins rods, uh, Champion and Ecstasy uh, series. Um, and then all Shimano reels, all my big baits I throw on the tranks. Um, and then like, I, I like the slow gear ratios, obviously. I mean, you could throw it with any ratio, but the slower gear ratios makes it a little bit easier and you stay on the bottom and you're not, you know, moving the bait too fast because all the big swim baits on the bottom, you know, I'm running as slow as I can. And then, uh, I run Sunline, uh, 25 pound solar carbon, uh, FC sniper on all my, all my big swim bait stuff. Um, and then in the tournament I was using, uh, the XC 754, uh, which is, I use that for my jigs too, but I, I throw, I was throwing the half ounce underspin on that. And then 734, I was throwing a three eighth, uh, underspin on that rod. And then deep crank, I throw it on the 806, uh, 10 XD rod job and champion. Right but, on. Yeah. All, I, a lot, a lot of braid to fluoro on the underspin and jig stuff and then straight fluoro 10 pound test, which is super risky business but i get down <laughs> you know pretty deep what do you um yeah what what's the size uh top shot or lead that you put on when you go from braid to to braid to leader on on your uh setups curious you hear, you hear a like, bunch of different stuff so yeah i usually do like 15 to 20 foot so i do a pretty long leader yeah and then, you know, like if I'm retying, like, you know, I can go through like one, like as long as I don't break at the knot, which I rarely do, but it does happen. Yeah, it happens to everybody. But, uh, like if I'm fraying, like this whole week I've been, fish- or that whole last week I was fishing rock. So you're going to fray, you know, quite a bit of line. So I can cut off six inches here and there just if it gets frayed. And then I still have, you know, 12 foot, 10 foot. And then once it gets down to about like, you know, eight foot, I'll cut it and retie. And I run like a four, I usually like on my jigs and my, uh, 
my underspins. I've been running 40 pound braid to uh 16 pound liter, but the water had been so clear this last couple of weeks. I actually downsized the 12 pound and I seem to get more, a few more bites out of it. So that was cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I get, I get nervous when my, when my leader gets like below 12, you know, like with moving baits, especially 12 feet. Yeah. With, with moving baits, especially, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, well, for, for anything really, I mean, I, I guess, it, so what I'm asking, what I'm asking, I'm, what I'm trying to get to is like, when do you start feeling like if, because you're obviously going to, to, uh, you know, a fluorocarbon or, you know, monofilament, a lot of guys don't even use monofilament anymore. I don't, I use, yeah, like I you said, I, it's, it's, it's FC sniper. Like that's all I have for anything really. But, yep. um, yeah, I mean, what what's that? What when does it get to the point where you're like, okay, I think I'm, I think I might be spooking them if they are line shy. When do you finally cut it off and say, okay, this is, it's too much, like ten feet, like it's too much. It's time, yeah, to, yeah. time to retie that. Yeah, knot. probably like eight to ten foot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about the line, especially at Clear Lake. I mean, usually the water's not this clear, but I'm not mess. I don't, I don't know. I guess it is kind of like a confidence thing, but that's just, I've always done that. I've always thrown like fifteen to twenty foot, and they're just like. uh I don't know. It feels good. Like it, it just feels feels comfortable. And then I have you know the power, of the braid, and I can drive the hook real good. But I still have the the little bit of stretch the fluorocarbon has. It Absolutely. doesn't have a lot, but it does have a little. Yeah, yeah. But that FC sniper, man. I mean, that line. I've never had. I've never fished anything better personally. You know, I I know a lot of guys like like Gamma and Seagar um, and all that stuff. But the, I've even used like the seven pound is what I use for all my finesse stuff, and that stuff is so strong. No, the, it's the, insane. Yeah, I only use this the seven. I've used that for the last two years. My son caught like a like a little over six, like spawned out bass on seven pound, and he was just like the, the kid was like five years old. He was six years old at the time, just horsing it, and just horsing it. I'm like, oh my, and like he was just pulling on it. And I'm like, that's a big fish. I'm just pulling drag, but I had the drag pretty tight, and he got it up next yeah. to me. I'm like, holy. Okay, yeah, no, and that that were really what made me a, a believer in that, you know. But um, yeah, no, I love that line. It's, it's definitely the best. Right on. No, that's awesome, dude. Like, and that kind of stuff is is always what trips me out. I mean, there's so much stuff online people can read about. You mm-hmm. know, this is the way to fish big baits, or this is the way to fish that, and it's like I want to talk to guys, and the, a lot of this stuff, and I've and I've talked to other guys like ryan about this too um on the wednesday reports is like all this stuff's coming from back east like they're not here like we don't have like i guess the the bass mainstream really is the lines just just with anything with any kind of like interpretation of how to fish it all comes from from the heartland of bass fishing which which makes sense right but here in california it's just i don't know it's a little different i think the california I think our scene has a huge impact lately, you know, like guys that are doing well or that are from out here from California and they go back east, you know, they like, especially the Delta guys, those guys can fish, you know, and if you can fish the Delta, you can fish anywhere. Yes. So like you see like Mark Daniels and all those, and you know, Justin Lucas and all those guys, Aaron Martin, they just go up and smash it. And these guys never, I mean, they don't do what we do out here in, and, and, but we, we both bounce. I, you think you see things, you know, those guys do and we use out here and what we do, but I think the West coast is full of hammers. Like there's so many great fishermen out here. It's insane. 
Well, that's what I'm saying is like, but there's not as much. I mean, th- there is a contingent, of course, like you just named all of them pretty much, right? Of yeah. People that, that are in the elites now, but there's not a whole lot of them from California. You got, I guess, Brent Erler's the other one, but. Yeah. There's. It's a money thing, you know? Of the course. Guys don't have the of money. course. But like what the way they fish back there is a lot different. And, in, and especially during the times of year is way different than what we're doing yeah. here at that same time of year. So. I like yeah. it's so cool to be able to talk to, to guys like you who are out there every day doing it. And I'm not just going like, okay, if I want to fish a big swim bait and it's written by somebody who lives in Tennessee, like that's not going to do you a whole hell of a lot of good at Clear Lake. Yeah. It might give you some, might give you a start, but it's really cool for you to come on yeah. and, and give us a little bit of your knowledge um, from someone who's local and, and kind of knows it because yeah, I mean, Clear Lake is like one of those things that people have on their, um, you know, their bucket list from all over. But people here in California, yeah. like, I mean, I'm I'm not that far of a drive, and that that place scares the scares the hell out of me. You know, it's like I don't even know how, I don't even know how to attack that. You know, I mean, I can, I did, it was fun, catch fish, yeah. But catching those big ones, what? man, it's a whole different whole different ball game. Yeah, I mean, I and I got a ton to learn. There's some guys out here that are just absolutely insane. You know, and uh, and I st- I'm still learning, but I appreciate the kind words. But yeah, I think a lot of, I mean, I think there's, there's so much potential on the West coast. And I think the guys just aren't making it because of finances, you know, and if they had some financial backing, there's, there's so many guys that I've, I've fished against and know personally that are just absolute studs. And it's just, yeah, I don't, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but you know, some of those guys are making it out, you know, so I, I'm happy to see it. Yeah, no, it is. It is really cool. And, um, yeah, man, I, I just appreciate you coming on and, and doing this, and I'm sure everyone listening um, to this does. I mean, we're you know from Southern California up at the top, and you're you're at this point uh, my only contact up up at up at Clear Lake, and so I like I said, I do I do appreciate the hell out of you, man. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, thanks for having me on. Like I said, it uh, goes hand in hand. I like talking about it. I like talking fishing, and uh, hopefully, I can help some people out. They go out and smash them. Absolutely, man. Well, you got anything else? You got any uh, parting thoughts or wisdom or anything you want to get off your chest to the California bass mm-hmm. world? Uh, no, I just want to thank the people that support me. You know, um, Gone Fish and Marine, they've kept me on the water through a bunch of stuff. They're always willing to help. You know, anything I have going on with my boats. If you guys are looking for boats or, uh, or service, anything like that, and you're in the Northern California area, you know, check out Gone Fishing. Um, Amplified Farms, they've helped me with all my tournament stuff, and uh, G Money Jigs, obviously Blade Runner. Uh, I, I threw all Blade Runner tackle pretty much the whole weekend of uh, of the tournament last weekend. So without him, I, you know, without Rick Tees, he, he's a, a huge help for me. Um, and then you know, I uh, I'm not really like sponsored by him, but Dobbins Rods, you know, they've been great rods for me. And then um, yeah, I mean, all the support I have, I got clients out there always giving me good luck. I got friends and family and that's uh they keep me going and i couldn't do it without them i, I really couldn't so that that's all i other than that i don't got much else right on dude i yeah i was talking to uh eli who's who's doing oh and lateral time. vision i'm sorry lateral, and lateral, vision. lateral so, vision yeah lateral vision my boy is from socal yes so blade runner baits i, I was actually talking to uh somebody who kind of deals with their social media i i do want to talk with his name is rick right yeah rick teeth he's the owner yeah. he's an old timer he's an absolute hammer caught 
hundreds of fish over 10 pounds. He's like the best spoon fisherman, you know, there ever has been pretty much in my eyes. And he's just, that guy is just, you know, he's like family. Anytime, anytime I need anything at all, he just, you know, open arms. I, I can't, I can't express enough, uh, how much help he's been. Awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, I've looked at a lot of their stuff too. And it's one of those things where they're, Another thing I really want to do though is is to talk to more of these California bait makers because I think that they there's some really cool stuff out there that just maybe I think a lot of guys know about, but I just like to talk to them about it and find out you yeah. know, where it came from and and what their whole you know ethos is. I guess um, that's yeah. Good. And what's cool about Blade Runner is he fishes the Delta too, you know. So and so he fishes for striper and he fishes for a largemouth and so his stuff is like heavy duty. Like he makes it for the California angler and it's just like tried and true like good spinner baits good a rigs he's got all different types and like I said the underspins obviously and then his spoons like you know the dust spoon is like uh, iconic in the industry yeah well Austin man yeah. hey thank you so much I really appreciate it. I know we kind of went back and forth on this one trying to get it done and and uh, you were nice enough to to you know forgive me I, I was a little late today but um, you're a good dude. No I really worries. appreciate it, man. Oh yeah, I appreciate you. All right, we'll talk soon, buddy. Enjoy Super Bowl, huh? All right. Yeah, I'll try, huh? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Austin. If uh, any of you guys want to book a trip, Austin Barker Fishing. You can find him on Instagram. Find him on the web. Uh, you can go to the Bass Dot Report. And go to our contributors page, and there's a link there to his website. If I want to do it that way, uh, he's pretty easy to find. Um, so yeah, book him up, get out there and catch a big. Hope you're all having a great week, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>